Welcome to episode 211 of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lofermento, and today is a Featured Friday episode that I am crazy excited about because my favorite episodes are episodes of success stories. Now, 368 days ago, I had Nate Bagley here on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast on the last day before his first day as a full-time entrepreneur. So literally 368 days ago, Nate Bagley was sitting on a couch with me doing an interview for the podcast with $0 in revenue without a clear vision of what his business was going to look like or what he was going to sell. And now in today's episode, a year later, Nate has grown a $10,000 a month business. He's been selling out his events for for 500 people. Nate's doing some really cool work. He's an entrepreneur, speaker, and a podcaster. He hosts date night events in Utah. You're going to learn about those. His One of his flagship programs is called the 1% Club. It's for couples who are looking to deepen their relationships and get more fulfillment out of their relationships. I'm excited about everything Nate is going to share in today's interview. It's really cool hearing how he went from zero to 10k a month in less than 12 months. This is a good one. Let's dive in. Officially back on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. It has been one year since you were originally on the show. So, Nate, welcome back. Has it really been a year? Yeah, isn't that crazy? It was a year ago that, that I was in Utah. That is awesome. That's crazy. I love it. Yeah, so very cool. So that was episode 145. For those of you who haven't listened to Nate's first episode on the podcast, it's called How to Turn One Day into Day One with Nate Bagley. Nate, do you remember that we had that interview right as you quit your job and you were starting full-time as an entrepreneur? I do recall that, yeah, and I was so scared. Yeah. what What's changed since then? Uh, what has changed since then? Well, I have a business. And it's working, and um, I'm less scared now, man. I'm selling something. Remember how we had the conversation, and you're like, "What's the difference between an entrepreneur and somebody who's just not an entrepreneur?" And and I like made up all these answers, and then you're like, "Dude, the only <laughs> difference is an entrepreneur sells something." Yep. Yeah. So I've sold a whole bunch of somethings. Yeah. I'm looking forward to digging into that because I listened to episode 145 again yesterday in preparation for this interview, and. Dude, we kept coming back to the same theme, Nate, which was you need to be selling something. So talk to us about that journey. Tell us what the heck is it that you sell? How have you arrived there? Just start digging in and I'll pepper you with questions along the way. Yeah, so the overarching idea of what I sell is I sell extraordinary relationships. Um, Obviously, you can't buy an extraordinary relationship, but you can buy the tools to create your own. And, um, what, what people really want, like if we go back and you think about, I mean, you've been to weddings before, like you've been to some, I know you went to like Bali to somebody's wedding a couple <laughs> months ago, right? Yes. 
Yeah, when you go to a wedding, like the thing I love about it is there's so much hope and joy and excitement and people are stoked and they're in love and they're so excited to spend the rest of their lives together. And you never hear in somebody's marriage vows like, you know, I'm excited for the day that we walk on eggshells around each other or the day that we go on a date, when we go out on a date and we sit silently across the table from each other at the restaurant staring at our cell phones because we've run out of things to say or the day when we quietly resent each other and avoid specific topics in our relationship because they're just too painful to talk about. Like nobody, nobody wants that kind of a relationship, but there are so many people who have it. And so what I'm selling is um, – the solution to that, to never have that kind of a relationship, or if you do, to change that relationship. So the big breakthrough for me um, started out by hosting an event because I had a lot of knowledge and I wanted to share it in a, in a short way where I didn't have to go out and like create a whole bunch of products. And I put together a date night and I just invited tons and tons of couples to come and I lined up some of my favorite speakers and put myself on the docket at the very end. And we had like over 300 people show up to this event. I reserved um, a venue, a high school auditorium, and I just like spent a whole bunch of time planning, trying to make this event both fun and enlightening, fun and educational. And the way that I started to pitch it is that this is an event where like come one once every four to six months and you know you go you should go on a date night on a regular basis but once every 4 to 6 months you should go out and and come to one of these events where you can learn about something new that you can work on for the next 4 to 6 months to improve your relationship um so that's how it all started and uh, i've done like two or three big events since then and at my last one which was about uh, a month and a half ago we had over 500 people in attendance. Sheesh. So how much are you selling these tickets for, Nate? So I'm selling tickets for $50 per couple. Uh, and then, and I'm, I'm learning some valuable lessons, dude. Um, like I'm learning, I'm learning how to put together a high impact event. I'm learning how to negotiate with, uh, and create contracts with speakers. I ran into my first issue with with one of my speakers at one of my more recent events and um and it was in large part because i didn't have a contract in place with them and that was an interesting lesson to learn Hmm, um yeah uh i just had i had somebody come on and typically like they didn't promote the event and they weren't they showed up late and didn't stick to the time that we had scheduled and it was in large part because we hadn't we hadn't had a, a specific conversation. So I'm like, Oh, I got to start doing that more often. Um, so yeah, selling tickets for 50 bucks per couple. What else do you want to know? I want to know because I mean, someone somewhere is listening to this interview right now saying, well, if Nate's selling $50 a ticket, he had over 500 people. Then Nate is generating some serious cash. And here's the reality. You guys, Nate called me a couple months ago and said, Brian, I had my first 10K month ever. Now, Nate, this is less than a year in and you're already doing this. So I'm going to ask you the big question that maybe some listeners are thinking and they're like, well, how the heck are you getting 500 people to come to these events? Yeah, that's a good question. So the 10K month, can I, let me talk about the 10K month and then I'll talk to you about how I filled the room. Um, The 10K month did not come just from ticket sales. 
a huge portion of that 10K came from sponsorships for the event. Um, I found local businesses that wanted to gain the attention uh, and and have be in front of an audience of people in like young couples from their late 20s to early 40s, and that's who I was packing the room with. And um, I got some pretty big companies to like buy in and help me cover the cost of the event. And if I hadn't done that, the these events wouldn't have been profitable um, because I had to pay for a whole, like you have to pay for marketing. I had to pay for the venue. I had to pay for speakers. I had to, um, there's just a lot of costs that go into producing an event like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so without having those sponsors and those relationships with other businesses that were looking to profit off of my hard work, I don't think I would have been able to accomplish what I accomplished, uh, at this event. And selling a sponsorship is a whole lot different than selling a ticket to an event. And they're equally difficult, um, but difficult in different ways. So with regards to selling tickets, um, the hard, I think, the we hear a lot that people typically don't buy something until they've kind of come in contact. Either it's a high need, like you have a high sense of urgency to buy it, or um, you've heard about it several times and have been thinking about it and thinking about it. And then if you see it enough times, eventually you kind of close the deal, right? Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of people like, you know, Russell Brunson, or I'm sure you use retargeting. It's like somebody goes to your website and goes, uh, I don't know. And they go away and then you retarget them with ads so that they keep seeing the thing that they thought about buying, but didn't buy. Um, and so that's, that's part of the strategy. Step one, I think, is we did a little bit of retargeting. We, I gave away a bunch of tickets to influencers to post on Instagram and Facebook to their audiences. Um, I partnered with businesses. I reached out to insurance companies and told them that I would offer discounted tickets as a, as a perk to their, um, to their employees or to their customers. Uh, I reached out to government organizations. There's a, a group called the Utah Marriage Commission here in Utah. And, um, it's a, it's a government organization, like a, a, a committee of people who their goal is to like strengthen families and marriages in Utah. And so I reached out to them and they helped to promote it. I reached out to fellow bloggers in the area and, um, and also tapped into the audiences of my fellow speakers that I had hired to speak at the event. And a lot of them brought in a, a lot of customers, um, so a lot of it, part of it is remarketing to people who've already attended an event. Part of it is just like reaching out, making, I made a goal um, every single day to reach out to at least 10 people personally, invite them to the event. So it was like a lot of grunt work to fill that room. Like you don't just put up an event on the internet and go, okay, there it is. Now everybody <laughs> come. Like I reached out to newspapers and event websites and posted my event there. Like I did everything that I could think of. I was on, I uh, reached out to news stations and, um, got on like daytime talk shows. I did appearances on like the local, the local kind of morning news shows. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so it was tons and tons of promotion. And, uh, when people, people don't necessarily buy tickets because they saw you on TV, but being on TV adds validity to, I feel like it added validity to the to the event itself, added credibility, and people bought tickets not because they saw the segment, because they they heard that I was on TV, and then were like, "Oh, this guy's for real." Yeah, for sure. I love that. Let me. 
I'm gonna plant a seed here actually because I'm gonna interject on why I think it's so easy for you particularly. I mean, because I know you personally, so I have that vantage point. Yeah, go ahead. And so it seems to me, and this isn't an assumption, this is a fact, you cannot debate what I'm about to say. The fact of the matter is, is that you can sell out rooms, Nate, and you can make 10K a month and you can have the business success that you've had only for one reason. And the, the hustle and everything that you just listed is awesome. I love the fact that you hustled so much to fill this room. But at the root of all of this is that you deliver real results. And I'm fortunate, being your friend, that you always share with me emails that people send to you, whether they listen to your podcast or they're on your email list or they come to your retreats or they do your challenge, which I want to talk about in a minute. But let's talk about those results that you deliver. And and I want you to talk about, I want you to go a little deeper because you already kind of said something magical on this interview that I want to call out again, which is you said that you can't necessarily sell an incredible relationship, but you can sell the tools and the steps to get there. So essentially, Nate, you're selling a transformation. And I think it's incredible that you, I know you personally, you actually do deliver those transformations. So talk about how you've been intentional about providing information versus transformation and delivering those real results. Dude, you're the best. What a great question. Uh, I, the difference between information and transformation for me is action. There are in life, there are in, in you'll see you see this in your business. I know, and other people who are listening are going to recognize either themselves in this, or they're going to recognize their 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 customers or friends or people who are close to them in this. But in life, there are insight chasers and there are action takers. And the insight chasers are the people who run around like reading the latest book and listening to the latest podcast and reading tons of blog posts and picking other people's brains about how they're successful in their business or in their diet or their workout routine or their relationship, like whatever area they want to be successful in. They just, they get addicted to chasing insights because when you learn something new, when you have an epiphany, when you have a breakthrough, man, it feels good. You get that dopamine rush and you get that kind of inner validation that you're improving yourself. But in reality, especially when it comes well, when it comes to your business or when it comes to your relationships, you only actually make a measurable market difference. You, you only get to see actual results if you take action. And so my belief is that the most successful, um, and this is the way I approach relationships, is that I give people a small amount of information. I want them to spend 10% of their time learning and then the other 90% of their time taking action. It's like, you don't need to read a whole book on this principle. I'm just going to tell you these this one principle for today, and then I want you to go put it into practice before you fill your head with like five other principles by reading, like you would reading a chapter of a book or listening to a podcast like this. So the way that I'm able to deliver um, results, I think, is that I don't overwhelm people with information. The information I do give them, I try to make it really practical, really tangible, and really actionable. And then I invite them to take action. Like, you don't change your life unless you change your behavior. And to change your behavior, yes, you do need the insights, but you more importantly than the insight, you need to take action. You need to do something. Yeah. So talk to me about the challenge. This is a perfect segue. What, what is the challenge that you've rolled out over the past few months? Yeah. So, um, so I've rolled out this, this program called the 1% club. And the idea is, uh, to get people to make incremental 1% gains on their relationship every single day. Like just become 1% of a better boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife every single day. And that will, in the long run, 
help you create a top 1% relationship. And we put together this, um, I'll tell you the story because this will be useful to the audience. Uh, originally, we put together this pitch and it was a really great pitch and we turned it into a webinar and we followed um, some fancy guy online who's like a super <laughs> internet marketer who put together like this, the, the, the ultimate webinar script and we followed it to a T and we followed the script and we put it together and this, the webinar ended up being like 120, not 120 minutes, an hour and 20 minutes, excuse me. It was a long webinar. And we started driving traffic to it and people weren't making it past like the 20 minute mark. And I was getting frustrated. I'm like, man, this is such great content and it's life changing. Why? They're not going to get the benefits unless they can sit through this. And uh, I had this epiphany. And I'm like, what we were trying to sell people into was were these challenges we create inside the 1% club, we create a seven day challenge. And every day, it's just like I described earlier, we give you just like a five to seven minute lesson on a on a practical relationship tool or principle. And then we want you to and then we give you a homework assignment that should take another like 10 or 15 minutes to go out and actually put this principle into practice immediately. And I'm like, why don't I just had this epiphany, like, why don't we take everything that we put into the webinar and turn it into a seven day challenge that gives people the experience of doing a seven day challenge. But the content is the content that we had in the webinar. And so we turned it into our webinar into something that we call the legendary love challenge. And basically every single day of the week, we break down a principle or a mindset or a tool that you need to have in order to have an extraordinary relationship. And the way that it works is people pay, I think it's like 60 bucks to sign up for the challenge. And if they finish the challenge within the one week, the seven days, from the day that they start to the day that they finish, we give them a 100% refund on their money. And basically what we're saying is like, we want you to do the work and the $60 isn't tuition. What it is, is you betting on yourself. You're placing down a bet that you're going to do seven days worth of work on your relationship. And at the end of the seven days, if you win the bet, we give you the money back. And on the seventh day, um, we pitch them on the 1% club and we say, hey, over the last six days, you should have seen a measurable difference in your relationship because you're taking action. And we want to invite you to do this every single month now. And we have seen like the typical online course completion rate uh, is somewhere between like six and 8%. I've read in a couple of different websites on average. And our completion rate is above 90% for the Legendary Love Challenge right now. Jeez. We've had, we've had, um, yeah, we've had tons and tons of people go through the program and almost every single person who signs up completes it. And every single week I get an email from a, at least one email from a customer saying everything changed for me, dude. Like, I can't believe Nate that, that just doing seven days of work for five minutes every day transformed the way that I'm looking at my partner now or transform the way that I'm thinking, or I can see how like the struggle has been plaguing us for years and years. And it's just because I didn't have this one tool or this one mindset. And now that I'm approaching my marriage from this way, that that problem doesn't seem like it's a problem anymore. And it's such a cool, such a cool thing, dude. Yeah. I love that. So how much does the 1% club cost people? Uh, so it's, you, the it's a monthly payment of 60 bucks and then we refund you 50% of your tuition if you complete each challenge. So uh, about 30 bucks a month. So $30 a month for the 1% club if I take action. If you take action. Awesome. And the, th the thing is, Brian, is like if you think about what couples pay for therapy, this is the pain that we're taking away. 
Like I saw online uh, a, a marriage workshop. A, it was like a week-long marriage workshop, $10,000 it was to go to this workshop. It was nuts. And then I look at um, therapists. And if you go to a good couples therapist, before you can even sit down and start therapy, you have to go through an assessment, which typically compri- is comprised of like three visits where you meet as a couple and then meet with the therapist as individuals. And that alone typically costs between four and $500. And so one year of the 1% club is about the cost of one visit to a therapist. Jeez, that's crazy. Nate, let me ask you this. So it, it makes perfect sense to me. So at a really high level, looking at your kind of marketing funnel, you're sending people into this challenge. They're paying $60 to sign up for this challenge. If they complete the challenge in seven days, you're giving them all of their money back. And so an outsider may be listening to this and being like, well, Nate, why are you giving them all your money back? You're not making money on that. And your true answer, I would assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, is because the people who are doing it, the people who you are refunding, that's the best thing ever for you because those are people who are actually getting results and then will hopefully transition into the 1% club. Is that right? Absolutely. I don't want their money. What is less, so what I want is to prove to them that by, by using this model that we're showing them, that they'll get results in their relationship. That's what I want them to get from this experience. I don't want, it's not about cash flow. It's about proof of concept. It's about showing somebody that if they go through seven days of intentionally focusing on their relationship, they're going to get measurable, noticeable results, that their life will be better, that they're going to get along better with their partner. They're going to have less arguments. They're going to see that the things that have been bothering them don't bother them the way that they used to. And having that transformation in just seven days and then we'll get the, it gets the people that I want as customers excited to spend money with me because they go, oh, wow, like if I got these, this kind of results from just like the sample program, imagine how awesome it's going to be on a month to month basis when like they're giving me the heavy duty stuff. That's awesome. And, yeah. So that's that's the goal. I don't I don't want people's money. Yeah, good. I, I'm going to push you on a question because I get asked this question all the time. And I know what my answer is, but I want your perspective on this, especially yeah. since so many students ask me this. Nate, your challenge is good, right? My challenge is really good. And you're essentially giving it away for free as long as people email you and they're like, yep, we did it. It's a free challenge for them, right? Yeah, man, I give most of my great best stuff away for free. Where do you draw that line? Is it possible? And I just did a podcast episode about this. Is it possible to give away too much for free? Where do you personally draw that line? That's a good question. Um, I think it has more to do with my investment than, than, uh, than anything. Um, if I'm going to spend like, so these challenges take a solid month for me to put together. Like I spend the, I have it all mapped out into a, a, a timeline and I spend like the first week researching and writing up a script and I spend the second week building out the slides and recording and then the third week I spend editing and then the fourth week I spend uploading everything to like Teachable and, and making sure that the courses are all set up right and my drip campaigns are right and writing emails and stuff like that. And it takes a crap ton of work and um, I can deliver that same content through a blog post but um, the blog post doesn't have the impact that a challenge has. So in, in part because the delivery is, is a little bit better and I go a little bit deeper in the challenge, but in part be, it's because when a customer puts their money down 
they're invested in getting results. And when somebody reads a blog post, they're not necessarily invested. So as far as like how much you should give away for free, the information, I give away probably 97 to 98% of my best information for free. If you, if you follow religiously follow my blog or read my, especially follow my email list, you know, but like I, you can, how do I put this? The way I draw the line is um, is twofold. One, if I'm spending a lot of time on one specific thing, I want to put it behind a paywall because I take it seriously and because I want my customers to take it as seriously as I take it. I love that. So does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it fits in perfectly with something that marketers love to say, which is those who pay, pay attention. And yes. Nate, you and I are both guilty of this, that in the past you know, especially in our 20s, we would let people into our programs or let people come to our retreats for free because, you know, it felt like we were doing them a favor. But the reality is, if people who are sitting there for free are in the same room as people who are sitting there who paid, the people who paid will get 10 times the results Dude, every single time. I see it with events too. So I'm, I'm doing all these date nights and I have toyed with different price points and stuff like that. And I gave away, I gave, um, one specific, that government organization I told you about, I gave them 200 tickets to give away to my event. I'm like, I don't care. Just fill the room. Like if there are people, they, they focus specifically on like low income families and they want people who are underprivileged to have this information. And I'm like, great. If there are people who don't have the money, I want them at this event. And I, they probably ended up giving away close to a hundred tickets. And I would say half of those people who bought tickets didn't show up to the event. Yeah. Almost, almost a hundred percent of the people who actually put money down on the ticket showed up. Yeah, and I like I've seen it over and over and over again where if you give tickets away, you can expect between forty and fifty percent of people to show up who actually get tickets. But if you sell tickets, you're going to be around eighty to ninety percent attendance. That's awesome. I mean, I'm not surprised. Nate is really my reaction to that. Yeah. I want to push a little bit more on the challenge because to me, yeah, yeah. a lot of your success, a lot of your magic really lies in that challenge because you are delivering real results. And you're right. If over seven days you can get me hooked through some tangible results, I'll buy anything from you, whether it's an event or the 1% club or whatever it is. If you deliver real results, then you've won the battle. What are the keys? What's What are the biggest things that you've learned or the biggest pieces of advice that you have for people who are sitting here saying, how the heck do I deliver real results in seven days? Yeah. Step one, uh, you got to know more than your customer. You don't have to know a lot more than your customer, but you have to know a little bit more, at least a little bit more than your customer. It's, it's really hard to um, motivate somebody and teach something if you haven't done the work to learn it yourself. Right? Yeah. For sure. Thanks. I mean, <laughs> Thanks for confirming. I was like, Nate, are you looking for me to confirm this? Because I mean, one of my favorite concepts is being one chapter ahead. I mean, am I a yeah. pro tennis player? No. Can I teach you personally a lot about how to hit a correct forehand? For sure. Yeah. Not because I'm a pro, but just because I know a little bit more than you. Yeah. Second thing I, I would uh, really emphasize is get to know your customer's needs. And you preach this all the time. The customer has the answer. The customer is the answer. And, uh, dude, I know my customers. I talk to them all the time. You know, I get emails from them on a regular basis. I learn what they're struggling with. And, um, and then I solve those problems. I offer them an opportunity to, to take the things that they're complaining about, the things that they're struggling with the most with, and, give, and break down, like, a lot of the, how do I put this? Um, 
the struggles that people face in their relationships are because they're bumping up against their limitations. They're, 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 they're um, redlining, like they're tapping out at the end of their, their competence, their capability. And in order for them to get rid of the problem and the pain that they're feeling, it means they have to expand their worldview. They need to expand their knowledge, their skill sets, something about themselves in order to solve the problem that's perpetually getting in their way and causing them pain. And so part of your job as a, as a business owner is to, once you know what your, what your people are struggling with, figure out how you can make it really the easiest possible way for them to step outside of the little box that they're living in and see the problem from the way, uh, from an angle that they've never looked at it before so that they can see the solution themselves. Um, you can't, at least in my business and probably in your business, if you're, if you're a service, you can't typically solve a customer's problem for them, mm -hmm. but you can show them the path to solve it for themselves. Some businesses you can solve the problem for somebody and that's what they hire you for. Like they say, we don't want to think about this. We know you know how to solve the problem. And that's what you're selling is you're saying like, look, you don't know how to solve this problem. And the way to solve it is to give me money and I'll just take care of it for you. That's great. Um, in my case, that's not the case. It's, hey, we're, we're experiencing this problem. And I go, great. Let me show you how to look at it differently so you can approach it from a different angle and the problem will go away. So, yeah, I'm going to add a little bit to that, because even if you are in the done for you service, even if somebody is paying you to just take care of that problem, let's say you're a lawyer and someone's hiring you to create a contract, you're going to do that. You don't need to teach them anything. But here's the reality, Nate, is you touched on a really powerful point, which is no matter what, for all of our businesses, in order to make our sales process easier, we need to change the way that they look at the world. And that's where the transformation really starts is too many people in their marketing, they think, ah, oh, if I just overwhelm you with information, you're going to be like, holy cow, I don't get it. Here's my money. But the truth is a confused mind never buys. And so that's why if you're a lawyer who's doing contracts, reshape the way they look at it, reshape the way and teach them, hey, here's the five things you probably never realized that happens when you hire a lawyer to create a contract for you. Now you've got them hooked. Now you've got them intrigued. And now you're doing something that no other lawyer in the past has taken the time to do. So Nate, I love how that's at the core of your answer when it comes to those transformations. But I want you to speak a little bit more about the vehicle through which you deliver those. Because I'm so impressed, Nate. Like when you called me a couple months ago and you were telling me everything you're doing in the challenge, it's such an interesting delivery mechanism to me. The, the concept of a challenge. It's essentially a mini sprint. And I think yeah. that's a large reason why you're delivering those real results. How exactly are you packaging it up? Why is it a challenge? What does that challenge look like? Tell me more about the logistics of it. Yeah, so the challenge starts off, um, there's a bit of an introduction, and then every single day there is a five to 10 minute video. And we, we transcribe the video and turn it into text, and we also um, make it available as, an, as audio. And... Uh, Customers can log on every day and they can either watch it, listen to it, or read read the challenge. And then at the end, we have a homework assignment that's built in. We built it on the, the Teachable platform. That's where we host all of our courses. We um, record all of our videos with just a DSLR camera and a microphone and edit them in uh, Final Cut Pro. Uh, we used to even we used to use iMovie, but now we're using Final Cut Pro because it's a little bit easier to use. Uh, we had made that three hundred dollar investment. Um, and then our, our, 
our the homework assignments, this is something that we were doing on our challenge that we literally just started yesterday. We started using Google Docs, and I added a plugin where um, I I I and the customer get get an email with the results of the homework assignment when they finish it. So they fill out like a uh, an application. So for example, today. Um, we learned about a principle, the principle of criticism and how criticism can be like a cancer to your relationship. It can, it can really destroy it if you're critical of your partner. And then we introduced the antidote and the antidote to criticism is called complaining without blaming, where you, instead of focusing on, on criticizing somebody's character and who they are as a person, you focus on the behavior that you don't like without blaming the person's character and um, there are different ways that you can do that. And so we teach them that principle. And then in the homework assignment, we give them situations and I want them to complain. I'm like, okay, here's five different scenarios. Like your, your husband hasn't done the dishes in three weeks. You've been doing it yourself and you're frustrated and you're overwhelmed and you want to come at him and say, you never do the freaking dishes. You're pissing me off. I need you to contribute. This is a partnership. That's what you want to say. But that will end up in a fight. So how do you instead complain about the behavior and ask for what you want without blaming, and we let that set them up, and they can go in and enter their um, enter their answer, and so they get to put into practice immediately the principles that they learned, and then I can go back and critique them after I get the email and say, hey, you know, consider doing this a little bit differently, or hey, this sounds really great, you're doing a great job. So that's the overall structure, and at the beginning of the week, we make sure to be really clear on what 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 their goal is for the week. So we have all these different homework assignments and they're not necessary they're not necessary to quote unquote complete the challenge. What's necessary is that you complete complete the primary objective. And the primary objective for this week like the, the name of the challenge is turning conflict into connection and the the primary objective for the week is to identify a negative behavior pattern that you have when it comes to conflict and put it a game plan into place to change it. And all of the homework assignments that we give at the end of every lesson contribute to accomplishing that overall goal. So if you do the homework assignments, you will have accomplished the overall goal, but you don't have to necessarily do every single one. Um, so the idea is just to like get everybody on the same page, um, make sure that they have a really clear and specific outcome, deliver them, deliver to them the content that they need in a, um, the appropriate size uh, or length. I think, um, I think a big mistake most people who create online courses bump into is that they make them too long. Mm -hmm. They kill people with content. And if you sit there and listen to a one hour webinar, I don't feel excited to get up and like go do something. Yeah. Yeah. Like give me, give me five minutes of what is the absolute necessary stuff that I'm a busy person. What do I need to know? And then what do I need to do to put it into practice? So that's kind of the, is that what you're looking for? Yeah, you know that I absolutely dig that. It's, there's a lot of brilliant pieces of what you said in there. I really encourage listeners to go back and listen to that entire segment again, because Nate, the recurring theme, I mean, we've been talking for over 30 minutes now, and the thing that keeps coming up, no matter what we talk about, is delivering those transformations. And I mean, just to remind you guys, like everything that Nate just said about that challenge, the challenge leads to his 1% club. And you can hopefully see how it is a very natural segue. Will everybody complete the challenge? No chance. But the people who do complete the challenge, will they be a great fit for the 1% club? And the answer there is absolutely. And now Nate has already done the, the heavy lifting 
of showing people, proving to people that he can deliver real results. So, Nate, I absolutely love that. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Thanks, buddy. So, Nate, we're coming up on the end of this interview. I want to open the floor to you and just ask you, what are some of the biggest things you've learned over the past 12 months or some of the biggest tips that you have for entrepreneurs or beginner entrepreneurs to fast track their success, just like you've done over the past 12 months? I mean, you're already hitting 10K a month. What's your biggest tips for them? Stay focused. Um, it's, uh, I get, that's, I get, that's probably tip number two. Tip number one is know your customer better than they know themselves. If you know your customer, you know the, what their pains are, you know the words that they use to talk about their pains, you know where their pains come from, and you know how to take those pains away. If you know those things better than your customer does, you're on the right track. Um, step number two is stay hyper-focused. Once you know your customer's problem better and you know your customer better than they know themselves, like my, my biggest weakness is distraction. I am like, okay, I have a business partner. His name's Kenton and he's amazing. He is totally process oriented. He's a totally an, an analytical guy. He was an economics major in college and we, he like, we had a meeting yesterday and he just laughed at me for 15 minutes because he walked in the door and I'm like, okay, here's my ideas. I want to like, I want to do this. I think this would be really cool. We should talk about this. I want to set this appointment up and talk to this person. And then after I was done and he's like, okay, you realize that everything you just brought up would require us to completely change our business model. Right. And I'm like, yes, I realized that I was just excited about my ideas. And he, and he always reminds me like, okay, we can do those new things. But by doing those new things, it means we have to give up things that we're already working on. So what of those new things are more important than what we're already working on? And typically my answer is none of those things because we're already, in, we're already invested, you know. But I think a lot of entrepreneurs or early entrepreneurs, they get distracted easily after they start serving their customer by a new idea or a new way of tackling things. And by all means, like you shouldn't hold on to something if it's not working, but you also shouldn't give up on something until you've you've taken it the distance to show whether or not it's going to work. And, um, by getting really focused and staying, staying, planning your weeks, planning your days, making sure you're getting the right, the right stuff done and move, moving the needle. Um, that's, that's really important. And then I think the last thing is focus on selling. Like you can have the best, you can have the best product in the world. And if nobody knows about it, it doesn't do the world any good. Mm -hmm. So, knowing your customer, staying super focused to create the right solution for them. And then you got to get out there and talk to people. I'm constantly talking about my business. I, I make it a goal to go on at least one podcast a week and do a, a, a podcast interview. I write guest blog posts. Um, we're starting to hire out some of our marketing to try and drive more traffic to our, to our website. We're doing all sorts of, uh, of stuff to like grow our list and, and, increase the number of relationships that we have with people who need the information that we're giving. And unless you put a focus on, I, I would say sales more than marketing, um, actually closing deals, then, uh, you're not going to really succeed. Like we just, one of the things we just did for the 1% club, um, today actually is we turned off people can, they have to apply to be a member and it's because I want people, when they finish the Legendary Love Challenge, part of, part of day seven is completing an exit survey 
to let us know what they learned. And at that point, they fill out an application to join the 1% Club. And part of that application, if they, if they fill it out, entails me jumping on a phone call with them. And at that point, I'm going to sit down and talk to them and say, okay, tell me about your relationship. Tell me about your pain points. And I'm going to, I'm going to get to know them just like I get to know all my customers. And at that point, I'm going to make them, instead of just asking them to click a button and sign up, I'm going to have a sales conversation with them. And it's a little scary because I'm not a quote unquote sales guy, but I know that if I want to be successful in my business, that I need to talk to my customers and I need to close them and take their credit card number. And, um, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs are scared of that. So it's, that's, uh, that's one of the other things that we're doing. And I know we were way over time. So no, Nate, there. I was just going to say that was absolutely perfect. It's super sound advice, quite frankly, for all entrepreneurs and beginner entrepreneurs. And this is a podcast episode I'm going to send to all of my students because I think everybody should listen to this. And here's why, Nate. It's because growing a 10K a month business does not happen by mistake. And if you go back and you listen to this 38 minutes of interview with Nate so far, he has said so many things. And that's why they say that success leaves clues because he said so many things that reveal exactly why he's gone from literally zero. 12 months ago, Nate, we were sitting on your couch in your basement talking about how once Monday came, you'd be an entrepreneur, a full-time entrepreneur, and, and you had to figure it out, and you were at zero, and now you're pulling in over 10K a month, you're filling rooms with 500 people, and it's because you do little things. I mean, you've dropped success clues throughout this interview where you say, hey, every single day, I invited 10 people to show up. Little simple things like that. You don't need to be a sales guy. You don't need to be brilliant. You don't need to be anyone special or know, have some crazy special connections. You just need to do the work. You need to do it intentionally. You need to be focused. You need to know your customer. So I think everything you said, Nate, it's absolutely perfect. And I love that that's the feedback that you give for people. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. This isn't something I typically get to talk about, so it's always fun to hang out and talk about the business aspect of what I do with you. Um, yeah, I, I really appreciate the invite. Heck yeah. No, thanks Thanks for coming on. Thanks for being so transparent, and thanks for sharing everything that you've learned with us. We're definitely going to have you back on the podcast here in Season 3. We have so many incredible guests, and it's always awesome to have people who bring the real heat when they come on. So, Nate, where can listeners find more about you and what you're up to? Uh, thanks for asking that question. I would encourage you to check out the podcast. It's loveumentary.com, L-O-V-E-U-M-E-N-T-A-R-Y. Or you can follow me on the Instagrams on that same handle. And uh, you can find information about the Legendary Love Challenge on that website. If you just click in the upper right-hand corner, there's a, a little link that should say Love Challenge. So. Awesome. So we're going to link to all of those resources on the show notes page. Just head on over to the wantrepreneurshow.com and we'll link you to all things Nate Bagley. You can go on a little Nate Bagley rabbit hole. <laughs> so Nate, thanks so much for coming on the show and we will have you on again soon. My absolute pleasure. Pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast with your host, Brian Lofermento. For show notes and to get a free copy of Brian's book, visit us online at thewantrepreneurshow.com.